0: Good morning, this is The Burner. I'm Ash Sarkar. it is Thursday the 4th of June and we are still in lockdown. Here's something a little different for you this morning.
1: My only crime is my colour. And no jollof for racists. (laughs) Um, Stop killing us, please. I am not a threat. No justice, no peace. And why are you all here today? Because black lives matter. matter. Black justice, man. We've been through it for too long.
0: Yesterday, for the second time in under a week, thousands of protesters gathered in central London. Others mustered in Belfast, Rotterdam, Tottenham. That's a joke, by the way. The evening before, 20,000 people defied a police order to protest in Paris and still... America burns with protests against police brutality in all 50 states. And what started as a love letter to a devastated community in the wake of George Zimmerman's acquittal in 2013 is now a rallying cry across the world after the police murder of George Floyd. Black lives matter and they are mattering everywhere. On the tube for the first time in months, I had a gnawing sense of reservation. It wasn't any doubt about the legitimacy of the cause or the value of showing solidarity with the black diaspora, but the now familiar dread accompanying any foray into public space during the COVID-19 crisis. And I couldn't help but wonder if any of the protesters felt it too. Black and Asian minority ethnic people are up to twice as likely to die from coronavirus in the UK as our white counterparts. More than 90% of the doctors who've died from the virus come from BAME backgrounds and from Emmanuel Gomez to Belly Majinga, people of colour and yes, black people have lost their lives after having to go into work at the height of the crisis, while others from more comfortable socioeconomic classes were able to stay at home. Bus drivers, security guards, cleaners, all those jobs in which people of colour are overrepresented and underpaid, have been the most dangerous ones to occupy during this pandemic. Over a third of black African and Bangladeshi households live in overcrowded accommodation. And despite the best intentions of protest organizers who wielded signs imploring people to keep two meters apart, social distancing was something of a myth. As I watched first a trickle, and then a river, and then a tide of young people make their way towards Hyde Park, I thought about the homes they'd be going back to and what they could be taking with them.
2: I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I
1: can't breathe, I 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 can't breathe! breathe. Racism is a pandemic. I believe racism is a pandemic and we've been lied to what, how is everyone out here? How is everyone on the Westminster Bridge the other day clapping for the NHS workers if it is really a pandemic? There's killings going on and it's not right. We need justice for our people. There, there's a lot of lies going on and we're not being told the full story. So concern. we're concerned for this. We're not concerned about the coronavirus at this point.
3: There's two pandemics going on. Yeah, yeah there's two events. yeah, exactly. Racism and we've um, been fighting a pandemic for 400 years.
1: Especially uh, growing up in London, there's a very high likelihood that if my brother is walking along the street by himself, he, there's a high likelihood, well not at the moment because of this pandemic, but there's a high likelihood he gets, gets stabbed, stopped in search just for being black, just for wearing a Nike tech hoodie, just for anything that might represent the stereotypes that police have of young black boys. Whereas if I was walking down the road, or if I was lighter skinned walking down the road, no one would stop me, no one would business me. If there was a young white boy walking along the road in a night he no one would say anything. But as, though, as soon as it's a young black boy walking around, no matter what area, the stop and search powers are invoked with no reason. And I fear that one day it's gonna lead to a point. And you know, we're taught to respect the police and to always work with them. But when you're being so dis- discriminated against and you know, you're feeling attacked, it's easy to lash out. And it's that fear of, If my brother was to lash out, what would happen to him? Whereas if someone who's white would lash out, they would be treated a lot kinder. First of all, there's so many people that died. They'd necessarily not be my sister, my brother, my uncle, whatever, but they could be next. So what? Am I going to be next? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're not in the US or whatever, like everything's happening, but it happened here as well. Being, we, we constantly get racial profiling and it's not good, it's not good, that's all I'm saying, you know what I'm saying?
0: Amongst the protesters, there was simply a greater sense of urgency regarding the social epidemic of racism than, you know, the biological one. But there was also a simmering distrust of what was being said about coronavirus through establishment outlets, but whether that was a scepticism of lockdown or a reflection of the government's inadequacies in containing the crisis, I didn't get to hear. While I mulled it over though, the family of Belly Majinga, the railway worker who died of coronavirus after being spat at by a man claiming to be infected, made their way through the throngs to where the speakers were gathered. Elsewhere, the atmosphere had been suffused by a kind of giddiness. People just elated to be in human company en masse again, I guess. But here, this was old grief. Alive and pulsing through a megaphone. John Boyega, anguished and raw, addressed the crowds. I need, I need you guys
2: to understand. I need you to understand how, how painful this do you understand how painful it is guys, 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 to be reminded every day that your race means nothing? And that isn't the case anymore. That is never the case anymore. We are going to try today. We are a physical representation of our support for George Floyd. We are a physical representation on our support for Sandra Bland.
3: We are a physical representation on our support for Trayvon
2: Martin. We are a physical representation. Of our support for Stephen Lawrence. For Mark Duggan. It is very, very important that we keep control in this moment and we make this as peaceful as possible. We make this as peaceful and as organised as possible. Because you know what, guys? They want us to mess up. They want us to be disorganised. But not today. Not today. 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 Black men, we need to take care of black women. we need to take care of... They are, they are our hearts, they are our future, we cannot demonize our own, yes. we are the pillars of the family, yes. imagine this, a nation that is set up with individual families that are thriving, that are healthy, that communicate, that raise their children in love, have a better rate of becoming better human beings, and that's what we need to create, black men, it starts with you, and it it's done man, we can't be trash no more. We have to be better. Do you not understand? I'm speaking to you from my heart.
1: I'm here because my colour matters to me, yeah? And what they do, what they done to the gentlemen in America, I thought it was so sad. Mm. Yeah? So that's why that I'm
0: here, just to well, make myself feel better. Yourself, but how yeah. did it feel when you first saw the news about George Floyd? Oh, I dropped a tear. I drop a tear and I also
1: thought of I've got three grandchildren and I'm here as well to make the way clearer for my grandchildren. Like slavery days, they done it for my mum and my dad and my grandmother and for myself. Now I have to pass it
3: on, make
1: things better for my grandchildren.
3: I'm here because I'm tired of the racism, it's been going on for years. From the 1960s when black people started to come, enough is enough, we're tired, we're tired. It's got to stop.
0: And so, how do
3: you feel about seeing so many young people here? It's sad- fabulous. I'm so glad there's a lot of black, white, young, old. We're all together. I'm really proud. It's a structural racism. It's a structural type of thing, which is yeah. institutionalized. So, it's, it starts from the top. It's the judiciary system, schools, what we're learning. So, it's all the same over here. We didn't
2: have the right, we didn't have the same uh, privileges that um, people, of, you know, white people get uh, jobs wise. You know, there's a certain standard in which you have to be to have a job. And yeah, it's not, it's not equal.
0: Do you feel perhaps in some ways Britain is less honest about its racism problems? Um,
2: yeah, I think, like, I think the, yeah. they don't even know that it's think even about here. about school, what we
3: learned at school. I mean, learned yeah. school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, kings,
4: lot queens kings, and then the World War. Yeah. Even,
3: even Egypt, they're not even black. There was a certain, a separate, but well, anyway, something else. A, um,
2: yeah, I don't think there's much focus on black history as much as um, they're like to believe that there is. I don't
0: know. Eventually, shivvied along by organisers handing out bottles of water, the protest began to heave out of the park to make its way down to Parliament Square. Police arranged themselves in one line and then another, harumphed off in one direction and then came slouching back. It was, at least at first, a hands-off affair for the Met. It wasn't the usual activist networks either. There was hardly a crusty hiking boot in sight. Girls came with their eyelashes on, highlighter done, and TikTok game on point. And maybe everyone says this when they're long past keeping up with the latest flurry of social media platforms, but it genuinely felt like a defining moment for the next generation it kind of makes me hope that us old fogies at Navarra Media can retire in peace to our podcasts and slippers.
1: So on this side I've got white silence equals compliance because I feel like as a white person it's so important to come out here and protest and show solidarity and educate yourselves and then on the other side I've got the UK is not innocent although first and foremost I'm here to solidarity with those marching for George Floyd this has been happening for too long and it's there is still police brutality and there is still institutional and systemic racism in the UK that we can't just blame America. It's happening here too.
4: Oh, we're here to make a change. This thing has been going along for too long. It's been affecting too many of our people, not only here in Africa, in the Caribbean, in America, we're tired of it. Cause when one of us is, hurt it hurts all of us we're one people so we're here to make a change because this is the best time with social media around and everything around it's best time to try and make a change try to impact the future generations continue what the past generations have been working on for so many years for me racism over here is just as bad as the states it's just that the only thing the difference is they have guns so they have the more confidence with that if they try that over here they know it's not going to be as easy so i think race relations are not as good as they can be like i think the only real place where it's a decent places, certain places in London, but being from Kent and knowing people from other areas in, in the world, in the, in the country, sorry, I know that race relations are quite bad. People are uneducated over there, so they only they only do what they're told, they only do what they're taught and they're, they're not well educated about the, the impact that the black race does have on the country and how we've been oppressed for so many years. I feel like the governments are going to have to do something about it because, all I know is we won't stop protesting. We're going to keep protesting, we're going to keep fighting, we're going to keep doing all we have till for the, for the, there's a change.
1: That's not a chip on my shoulder, that's your foot on my neck, Malcolm X. It may not seem that it's prevalent in the UK, but it is. And I worry every night for my brother, whether it be police brutality, whether it be just racism, being stopped and searched that could lead to other problems. I fear for my brother, I fear for my young black kings. And then we have justice and for all of these names, Farooq Ali, an autistic, child, autistic man. That was chased by police causing and resulting in his death mark duggan killed by police, police cynthia Jarrett also killed by police she was a poet police smiley culture chased by police and had self-inflicted injury due to the harassment of the police that was happening reggae eyes belly majinga all know about her lovely no tfl worker who was unjustly no represented no in our justice system no we've no got me. steven lawrence as we all know, killed off by white supremacists and then wasn't given justice. So I think with everything that is so blatant and in people's faces, if you're silent and you're not... People think that if they're not saying anything, they're not picking a side, but they are. If you're not saying anything, then you are joining, you're giving consent, you're allowing this to happen.
0: The march, perhaps about 10,000 strong at this point, but I'm notoriously crap at estimating crowd sizes, had reduced London's roads to gridlock. Traffic piled up which is usually the point at which disgruntled motorists start getting aggy with protesters. But this time, something unusual happened. Buses, lorries, vans, Ubers, all united in a symphony of supportive tooting. For some of the youngers on the march, it became like that game you play on a school trip of waving at passing cars and judging drivers sweet or sour based on whether they'd wave back, except this time it was hammering on the window at the driver of a double decker. They'd beep and the crowd would erupt into whoops and applause and then move on to the next one. I saw one guy who was slamming down his horn and hanging out of the driver's side window and got to chat to him for a minute.
2: It's a very good protest. They need to send a message to everyone in the world that we live in a bloody 21st century. It doesn't matter what colour, what religion you are.
0: We're all humans. That's very good. That's power to the young people. Bloody Trump. In Parliament Square, the protest was joined by Labour MPs. Someone else spotted Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty weaving between government buildings and up went the chant of sack Dominic Cummings, you wanker. The crowd implored Downing Street police officers to take a knee with them. Two acquiesced before getting told off by a senior officer and standing back up again. In unclear circumstances, a couple of scuffles broke out. And the nation's right-wing commentariat rejoiced at finally having an excuse to dismiss the protest in its entirety. Outside New Scotland Yard, the amassed crowd dropped to one knee and chanted, I can't breathe, while officers mounted on horseback closed in slowly.
1: Dude, being a black woman, it's just like, it's an exhausting thing over and over again. But more importantly, I'm more here for Belly Muncha as like a black woman we so often fight for like black men and yeah we love you guys but we often get like drowned out in the noise so i'm standing with every black woman that's ever been brutalized by the police i'm a black woman i come from like a lower class family i was like in my law school there were like six of us that is traumatic in itself like going to edinburgh university
4: um, and like how survived. anti like anti
1: black they are and everything that they do and it's just like being here being a black woman it's like a moment to like exhale and like a moment to like scream because we are exhausted
0: normally this is the bit of the podcast where i'd wrap up the main themes and draw all my points together but it doesn't feel right it's not really my place because while i can talk about the experience of not being white and definitely being muslim it's not the same as being black And if I'm honest, I still don't know whether it's the right thing to protest in huge crowds while Black and Asian people disproportionately die of coronavirus. But I do know that it can't be right to simply ignore the anger and the pain that Black people in this country feel because of the social epidemic of racist discrimination. You can't simply store up your solidarity to spend it another day. Whether we like it or not, those 8 minutes and 46 seconds in Minneapolis have ignited the black diaspora across the global north. It's happening. And the choice is to engage seriously with that fact or not. So really, it shouldn't be me trying to sum this all up. I'll let someone else take up that space.
3: We have our own injustices happening here in the UK with institutional racism, with young people, especially from minority background, being avoided a lot of opportunities. So essentially, we are here to protest the injustices that's occurring throughout the world and also to highlight the issues here in the UK to do with minorities. Things like stop and search, things like interactions with the police, you know, so these things need to change. We had the Lamy report, which was published a couple, I think about a year or two ago, you know, that highlighted the discrepancy within the criminal justice system and actually, actually recommended a number of changes which needs to take place and to this day we've seen the Tory government hasn't done anything about that so they haven't actually taken that report into consideration at all and they totally totally dismissed it so I think that's a prime example of the institutional racism which occurs in this country.
0: In today's front pages the Guardian leads with thousands of primary schools snub governments call to restart classes The Times headline is scientists hit out at plans for quarantine, meanwhile because there's no plot twist 2020 thinks it's too good for, the Mirror, The Mail, The Telegraph and The Express all splash on the breakthrough in identifying a suspect in the Madeleine McCann case. The FT warns prospects of no deal Brexit fuels fears of COVID-19 drug shortage and the Metro simply says 50,000 referring there, of course, to Britain's COVID death toll. Today, the Commons will hear an urgent question on disparities in risks and outcomes related to the COVID-19 outbreak, which after Public Health England's report into BAME deaths is certainly one to watch. After Alok Sharma became the latest minister to go into self-isolation just one day after the return of IRL voting, perhaps parliamentarians may wish to be recognised as an at-risk ethnic group. And if you're looking for a way to improve your chicken or I don't know, tofu or whatever, make a glaze by frying garlic and ginger in a saucepan with a bit of Chinese five spice and star anise if you have it handy. Add to that about 120ml of soy sauce, a few generous tablespoons of hoisin sauce, a dollop of sriracha, juice of a fresh lime, some brown sugar and a bit of honey. Slather it over absolutely anything that you'd cook in an oven, taking care not to burn the sugar content with too high a heat and your laughing mate. I'm out of here for now, but we'll be back with The Burner tomorrow. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at IOCesar, and as ever, you can keep your questions, tips, and shade coming by tweeting us at Navara Media and using the hashtag TheBurner. I'll be on the airwaves again next week, but until then, stay safe, stay home, wash your hands, don't be a prick. I've been Ash Sarkar, this is The Burner. Bye.
2: This broadcast is brought to you by Navara Media. Go to
3: navaramedia.com/support.